are now listening to The West Side of T-H-A AfterParty.com. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives Radio Show. I want you to tune in with me every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. I'm going to be talking about ownership, black wealth, mental health, traveling, and of course, creativity. So reach out to me. I'm here to uplift you. And I'm repping for the west side of the After Party Radio Show. Hey, everybody. This is Perky of Perky's Perspectives. And guess what? I have guests with me. <laughs> I have Speak Up JV with me. It's from Nisa. That's Hello. how you say it, right? I'm yeah. saying it right. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, when you, you finally got, you say somebody's name out loud, you're like, did I say it right? Right. And I have Jen with me. Yes. Hi. And they, you can follow them as on Instagram at Speak Up JV and also at Vernisa and at Jen with Flowers, right? Mm-hmm. Jen with the flowers. Jen yeah. with the flowers. Yeah. Okay. Jen <laughs> with the flowers. What does that mean? You be selling weed? No, no, no. Jen <laughs> <laughs> with the no. I mean, my last name is Flores, so oh. that means flowers in English. Okay, so got it. Kept it simple. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I <no>. should, huh? <laughs> At this point. Yeah. So, um, so just background for people. You can watch us live. We're live right now on Facebook. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash perkysexycool. Also, I'm on Periscope at Perky Perspectives. They trying to get it together right now on their Instagram. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> they struggling. Shout out to my life. Really, though. Right. And we're also on the After Party is on Facebook. I got a Twitter and also an Instagram. And that's the T-H-A After Party West Side. And you can call in throughout the show at 213-270-1969. We want to hear your opinions. We got a lot of topics we're going to talk about. And I'm sure y'all going to want to chime in. Really excited about this. I've been waiting all Sunday to talk about some of this stuff. So we're going to get to that. But um, if you are an artist, if you have events, if you own a business, anything like that, and you want to be able to promote yourself on our platform, you can always reach out to me. My Instagram is PerkySexyCool. I also have my email, PerkyPerspectivesPod at Gmail. So whatever the case. Also, if you have music, I like to feature local artists. So you can always send your music with your cover art. And we could talk about that and help to give you a platform. So please start, you know, uplifting yourself. Give yourself that opportunity to have the platform as well. You just got to speak it out, you know. So reach out to me. And for people that like to listen to the audio and not watch me, my audio is also mm-hmm. on Podcast Land, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, ICN.DJ, Spotify. It's, I'm, I got to check and see if I'm on um, Pandora yet, but that's soon. And you can subscribe, rate, and comment. I really appreciate it. It helps to make the podcast and the radio show more visible to other people. And I also read the comments every once in a while when I record. So let's do that as well. But yeah, so I have my special guest. We actually met. Oh, my God. It was, was this like a month ago? Just, right. Yeah. This, oof. Summer. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. yeah. Was it summer before oh, summer? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it was at the, um, shoot, the cool side of the pillow mm-hmm. event. Right. Yeah. You guys were Saturday hosting. Night vibes. Yeah. yeah. Shout, out. Shout out to them. I know. I've known them for a long ass time, too. I've known them for forever. It's, you know how there are people that you know and you never thought you was going to run into yeah. again? Yeah. That's them. <laughs> they always do promotions and parties and stuff like that. So they still doing it. So that's cool. They got the event. And I was doing poetry. 
I was all shy. <laughs> I don't usually do Ball my poetry in front of other people. Great I was job, like, <laughs> but yeah, so we was doing. I was doing poetry. They were the host because they have their own podcast. So I want to talk about that. How did you guys get started, and what did that look like for you? Oh my goodness! So me and Jen, we met. Um, we met in college. We met in college uh, freshman year. We've been best friends ever since. Like oh. we just got real close, and we always like to uplift each other. Like we always would like speak life into each other. And people would oftentimes like come to us for advice, and you know, like we would help our friends, like you know, get through certain situations. Because mm-hmm. you know, we've been through a lot, like at young ages, like with family and things mm-hmm. like that. So right. one day we were like, you know, we're always having these uplifting conversations. Why, why not record this and like put this on a platform and impact others? So we decided to like right. come for the podcast. Yeah. What about you? What was your, like, thought process into getting into it? Um, Well, like she said, you know, people would come to us and stuff, um, ask us for advice. And also, like, we figured there's so much negativity already going on in the world. Why not just put something good out there, you know, and something that's relatable for everybody? Like, that's why we keep our podcast very, like, raw. Mm -hmm. um, Because, you know, these conversations, we have them all the time with each other. Like, almost every conversation we have, it's, like, some sort of advice for something, you know. So... Um, we figured that by spreading it to people, like, there would be an opportunity for people to know that they're not alone. Right. You know, because I feel like a lot of the times when we get stuck in, like, work or a relationship that's not good for us or something, like, we tend to feel like I can't talk to anybody or nobody knows what I'm going mm-hmm. through. So we figured with this podcast, like, we let people know, like, you're not alone. You know, like, everybody's going through this or has gone through it. You know, and we're not perfect. We don't know everything that can happen in the world that can go wrong or right. But, you know, we want to let them know, like, we're here, you right. know, as well. Like, we've been through our shit. And that's funny that you say that because it's like billions of people on this earth literally but yeah when we go through something we'd be like don't nobody understand me <laughs> like right <laughs> oh. you need to stop you can't even get up <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> i told y'all they trying to get this instagram no, together <laughs> we love y'all See, we keep it raw and authentic right here. raw uh, this is the real so we go through edit it we don't need that <laughs> i'm sorry Percy, go ahead. no that's funny <laughs> but um so you guys like you said you like to give advice and stuff so you mm-hmm. said on november 3rd you guys had this event called the speak what was it speak, speak up on, your, on yourself, on yourself yeah. okay so when did you guys start doing that it's a workshop right yeah. yeah okay so when did you guys start doing that so that was actually our first one really yeah and it went very well like we had a lot of people asking like you guys gonna, gonna throw another one we did it real low-key just to see like let's like let's fill it out stuff, right. but like it was just nice to have like a lot of women were saying i never had an open space to just speak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it shows you that like um it's it's hard for us to have like a time where we could just um let our stress out and just talk about whatever right. trials we're facing every day so what was the workshop part like what were you guys actually working on yeah so we okay i'm sorry yeah i mean it was like a circle for women to just feel comfortable with each other we had little activities as well um she came up with a really good activity with the mirror where it's like you look in the mirror and then you have to write something positive about yourself or something Mm -hmm. that you love about yourself rather than you know because i feel like when we look in the mirror we tend to just focus on like oh i got you know flaws over here and over there and it's like no let me force myself to look at something good um then we also had like just a moment for every woman to talk about different things like whether being a mom or you know what's it like at work or outside of work like identifying yourself outside of life roles type of thing so Mm -hmm. that's that was the workshop workshop that's good (laughs) yeah i think um as far as the mirror stuff a lot of 
us people, period, not just women. Mm -hmm. We see ourselves every day. So, you know, you're like, look at this scar. And, ooh, like, you know, and you just get it down on yourself. But most people don't even notice that because they're not fixated on those little things, Mm -hmm. you know. And so we definitely go hard on ourselves a lot. So I I think that's a really good activity. Mm -hmm. I do mental health. And I always tell my clients, you know, do some affirmations. Like, put it up especially by the mirror so that when you go it's like i am beautiful i am kind i am Mm -hmm. wise you know all these things because so many times we just be like oh you're fat or you know whatever to ourselves and it's just it's not good and speaking of that so i've been on this journey to like gain weight right because i lost some weight recently and so i'm like i'm gonna gain my weight back plus some i'm trying to be thick you know that hot girl (laughs) winter (laughs) you know (laughs) hot girl year you know we rolling it over because it's the end of the year okay so um i gained a pound the other day and like it's not a big deal but it was i was like i'm gonna celebrate this pound because you know when you trying to do something you don't really celebrate until you at that end goal and i don't think that's fair You know, you got to celebrate the small Small successes so that when you get to the ultimate success, you actually feel that accomplishment Mm -hmm. rather than, okay, what now? You know, so I was like, yeah, I gained a pound. Tell everybody I gained a pound. Y'all, you see me? I'm getting thick, you know? I was was hyping myself. Oh, we got a call. Okay. Who it is? Come on. Right. We could dance to me. Uh, Hey. (laughs) Pick up the phone, Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Oh, hello. I'm doing a call in for the radio. Are you by the um the audio? If so, turn it down. Okay. Um, is it off? Yeah, and put your mouth closer to the phone. Okay. Can you hear me better? Yes. Better. What's your name? My name's David. David. Hi, David. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you got the homegirl on the show. What's up? That's that's y'all people. He's a comedian, by the way, too. Oh, you tell jokes. You think you're funny. (laughs) What do you like to tell jokes Uh, about? Nothing. I was just going to actually comment what you're talking about on the mental health and how people have their body images. And I do notice that a lot with females especially. Like, I don't know. Like, I see girls that are cute and even, like, one of my ex in particular, like, she had a big butt, but she wanted her butt done to get bigger. Which I didn't understand, because I'm like, you know, I think you're cute. I compliment you and stuff, but, you know, I guess certain stuff, what they see, and then, you know, I guess Summer Walker, there was like a famous post recently when she was talking about how she got her butt done, and she's like, see, something like that, like, just get it more smaller, but rounder shape. And I'm like, what the heck, because I got a belly, and I still be calling females, and I'm not <laughs> tripping on getting surgery or nothing. So, I don't know, I think that there needs to be less stigmas maybe especially with women because all your idols a lot of them got their bodies done so i guess maybe something like that something more that's for positive imagery for females because guys we really don't tip off that like i don't know why we just don't all fat whatever Right. That's that's true. Um, a lot of the time, and that's funny because a lot of guys say that they'll be like, "We don't care about that. We don't care what your eyebrows look like and how long your weave is or no. whatever." But it's you know, women don't really all the way care what y'all think either. <laughs> not to be rude, because it's not meant to be rude. I think women they compare their so- themselves to other women more than mm-hmm. consider yeah. what the man but has why, to say. Why, why what? Why the insecurity though? Why the insecurities? That's, that's, yeah, I can't answer that in one day. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, media, definitely. Women, magazines. I'm not a female. I'm sorry, over talking to people. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I think it's, um, 
Yeah, media imagery, you know, what's seeing thick women, skinny women, like it mm-hmm. changes. And then not the having like the people in your family, or mm-hmm. just not having good positive role models teaching you like from the beginning, you're pretty, like right. oh my god, look at you, or where are you going? Like for me, in at least I don't know, I see it a lot in the black community when you get dressed up. Where are you going? Right. Oh, you you think you look good? Like, da da da. And it's even if they trying to compliment you, it's like a backsided compliment. Mm-hmm. So then now you kind of feel some type of way when you get dressed up. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that trickles into other things. Mm-hmm. So I think outside of that, it's good, though, that you uplifting her because we we need that. Mm-hmm. You know, we need people to tell us, well, no, I'm you're fine the way you are. So Say again? F her about that. But I'm not with her anymore, so F her on that. But, uh, oh. yeah, like, it's just like, in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> in my brain like I'm just like like why this group I see that with women a lot and we have a daughter now mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to prepare her for the world like I tell her like mm-hmm. oh you know that positive affirmation stuff where you're like mm-hmm. oh you're beautiful you're this and that she's only like one but I tell her that like when she wakes up like she's smart so hopefully that pays off I'm not trying to have her be the girl that <clears throat> showed up to the party and she slept with like eight guys already there mm-hmm. and everybody knows her and she's just messy right so I'm trying yeah. to yeah. get more Empathy for women, I guess. I don't know. Well, keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we need to hear from our mamas, but we need to hear from our daddies too. Because you don't want the first person who tells your daughter that she's pretty to be somebody that's not you. Right. You know. So that's really good that you're doing that. Oh yeah, because we sell y'all dreams all the time, and y'all be believing them. So trying to give her the game so far. I only only have heard that. That was it. I was just, uh, you know, just calling in and stuff and get back to my job. Well, say. Um, hope you ladies have a good day. Thank you. Thank you do you comedy, baby. though, right? So you can shout out. Shout them out. Yeah, I was going to say, shout yourself oh, yeah. out. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure I wasn't sure if that was capping, but I'm okay. just calling in and shouting out my stuff. I didn't want to just do that. Okay. Thank you. Um, follow me at D2 Page, D the number two, P A I D. I do comedy. I just put some stand up on my YouTube channel. So if you go on my page, the link is there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 So, speaking of fathers, (laughs) (laughs) that was a perfect segue. I love it. Perfect. It was planned. Okay, (laughs) so one of the things I really, 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 really wanted to talk about since what, like Tuesday? This happened like so early in the week. It did. I'm calling it Hymen Gate. I saw that. I was laughing. I'm calling it Hymen Gate because T.I., so for y'all who don't know, T.I. likes to speak on everything that don't have nothing to do with him. And he loves to pull out his handy dandy dictionary and thesaurus when he starts speaking so that he can use big, huge words like splendiferous and all all <laughs> this other stuff to basically. I don't. OK, so everybody has a different opinion. So I'm going to just say mine. I felt it was really weird for him to say that he has an annual gynecologist Mm -hmm. visit with his daughter where he basically kind of, how you say this, strong, kind of strong arms her into feeling like she has to sign off permission Mm -hmm. for the doctor to talk in the room. Because HIPAA laws, you know, you always have to sign off on somebody else that's not you getting your information. So the doctor will come in. So they'll they'll have a little gyno visit. She'll just have gotten seen by the doctor and he'll come and sit in and be like go ahead and sign that so that that we could talk and the doctor will you know give her the paper she signed off and he like okay give me my results 
I want to know if her hymen is broken. Mm-hmm. And the, he even said that the doctor explained, like, your hymen is not always broken by sex. Right. It's sometimes from horseback riding, playing sports, right. you know, just high volume activity. Shoot, you can go over a bump real quick in the car. You might break your hymen. Like, it's, it, we don't really know the science to it all the way, but... He basically gets it checked and wants his results on whether or not her hymen is broken. And I guess he's been doing that up until age 18. I don't know if he did it since then, but he did it at least up until age 18. And I was like, what in the whole? Yeah, before I go in, (laughs) I want to know, what do y'all think about hymen gate? Um, Honestly, I was so mad for her you know more because it's our own body like we should have that autonomy right you know to begin with and then the fact that he calls it his results like right. that is like, just so i get it as a dad how he's trying to be like logical but at the same time a girl gonna do what she gonna do you know i mean i'm just saying and then it's like the more we try to control our children or you know our daughters whatever they tend to lash out. You know, I'm not saying she's going to go buck wild or anything, but it's like, you know, he can't control everything that's going to happen. And then, I, like how you mentioned with the hymen, it can get ripped with sports or anything. Um, he's like, well, she ain't no athlete. So right. I, know it's not, I was like, excuse <laughs> you. Like, it was just, yeah. Anyway, it just, like, she it don't be riding no horses. <laughs> she don't be playing no sports. Right. So it shouldn't be broken, basically. And it's like, oh, okay. What yeah. do you think? Oh, that made me feel some type of way. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like as Jim was saying, it's our body, mm-hmm. and I feel like with, with virginity, that's your decision. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you know, all women, we all have our path. And when that happened, and I feel like with him being overprotective, um, we were me and Jim were talking about this earlier. Like, we, we, me and her went to college together, and there was a lot of students that their parents like were on them really tough. So Even when in they, college, yeah. So no, um, before. Oh, okay. So when they did get away off to school, they went crazy. And right. They really were like just living their life because they didn't get a chance to do that. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's like setting that up for her to be rebellious, and then it feels like if she was a loser, she can't even go talk to him and like have that open relationship right. with, her, with her father. Or if something was to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's like how awkward would that have been if the doctor was like, "Oh, her hymen is broken." So now I gotta have what? this combo in right. front of my doctor, like, oh and goodness. that's just, I don't know. And then um, somebody was speaking to me and they were just like, well, if the mom was in the room, you know, would y'all still feel the same way? Is this misogynistic from thinking that he's wrong? And I'm like, no, my mama was in the room when I when I I would talk about it. But when I ran track, so I already had figured that my hymen was probably broken. Mm -hmm. So I just assumed because she had already explained it to me, you know, like this can happen from sports and stuff like that. But it was just more so like I allowed for her to be in the room for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was my choice. Right. And I made that decision and I didn't want to feel no negative repercussions for letting my mom share that space for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I brought my dad in, it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm allowing you to have this moment with me. Like it was just, mm-mm. I didn't like it. I thought that it was very evasive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like how you said, talking about my results, like mm-hmm. don't take claim on my body. Right. Yeah, and then they even, um, the shade room, they posted, like, how he was talking differently about his son. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, a double standard mm-hmm. with that. It always is. Yeah, what he's saying? It, like, um, basically, like, he was more open to, like, his son. Yeah, he's not know? as hard on him about the whole sex experience and everything, that it's more like, oh, boy. And how know? old is the son? Because the son's be young. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it he's was that li- I don't know his age, yeah. but it was he was real little. The young. Like, real little. I don't it, forgot, it's just I don't know shady to are, me. Yeah. I just don't like it. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have brothers, biological brothers, mm-hmm. so... I'm the oldest of girls, and so it's a little different, but 
I've known people who were sis- the big sister and had younger brothers yeah. and they had curfews at a, like 11. The women had curfews at like 11 and then they, the brothers be going out till one thirty, mm-hmm. and it'd be no issue. Should I even saw because I had a stepbrother and he's older. And I remember one time I was sitting in the car. And we was in the backseat seat. We, we thought we was cool because my dad had the little TVs. In oh, the yeah, yeah. So we'd be in the back seat like, we rich. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we got TVs in the car, you know. So I, he probably thought we wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so I seen my dad hand him a condom. And he was under 18. Wow. So it was kind of just like, okay. Like, I didn't, I don't know if it fully registered with me what was going on. But yeah. I think I knew what it was at the time still. Yeah. But fast forward. Like, my dad didn't ever come up to me and was like, okay, here's some protection, you know, just in mm-hmm. case, or, like, let's have the talk. I think my dad didn't really talk to me about it until I was, like, older oh. than 18. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, if you do decide, and it's like, well, you don't even know if you late to this conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know what I've done at this point, Seriously. you know? And it's just like, what kind of prep, like, are they really doing for your daughter? You can't, the only prep for her losing her virginity can't be, your hymen better not be broken. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, like scaring her. Right. Yeah. from having sex you know for me personally coming from a latino background like for us the family like i could say worships the male you know Mm -hmm. the man so i do have a younger brother he's younger by a year and like for me ever since i can remember i think once i turned 12 like my parents um my mom and my stepdad they would always tell me like you better not get pregnant like don't have sex and blah blah up until like you know recently maybe i turned like 21 they stopped telling me stuff like that um but i never remember my brother getting that same talk like mm-hmm. you know don't go out having sex so they would even right. tell him like oh you probably got multiple girlfriends or whatever and i'm like right and they'd be like oh look at little poppy he yeah got women and you yeah. like why is that encouraged exactly and then it's like um i remember one of my step cousins got pregnant like at 15 you know and she was a girl and my stepdad was on me for years he's like you better not turn out like her and blah blah i'm like hold on like this is my decision you know i'm not saying you know i'm not listening or anything it's just if i decide to or not that's on me but to me it was just like why didn't my brother get that same talk throughout the years it's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess it's a detachment because since he can't carry the baby, then it's like kind of like it's not really our right. problem, but it's still it. <laughs> it. And then it's weird because as the woman will have that don't have sex, don't get pregnant, don't have sex, don't get pregnant over and over. And then all of a sudden it's when am I having grandbabies? Right. It's like, wait, hold on. Like, <laughs> like, like when did that switch? And yeah. he was like, I ain't married. Why are you single? Yes. Right. Like, where your man at? Yeah. When you got a boyfriend? My grandma used to ask me that all the time. Mm-hmm. I think she gave up. <laughs> she finally was like i ain't even gonna ask <laughs> but it's just weird i didn't and it, it seems like it's um well i've seen more people kind of sway towards not liking it what he said but it's still i don't know i guess it depends on who says it it's mm-hmm. still this mm-hmm. weird you know energy around it like y'all really think he has the right to say that mm-hmm. about his daughter and you can't yeah. control everything someone Mm-mm. does no you know, and I feel like it's more about prepping your child for that. Like, talk, give, having that deep talk about the yeah. importance of sex, what happens with sex, the, the consequences, and going deeper into it versus just don't do not do it. Da, da, da. Like, mm-hmm. that's just going to make – people are curious it happens. Yeah. But when you're if it, still in fear in her like that, that's going to make her be rebellious and not even come to you at yeah. all. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, when did you have sex? Oh, you going to answer that? Mm-hmm. Right. When, mm, and how old was you? <laughs> and I just got to say, just because her hymen ain't broken and she probably not having sex, don't mean she's not doing anything else. Hello. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, we don't hit. I'm the right. double. I'm the double effect. Like, it's other things. Like, it's not That's funny. Other so, body parts. Yeah, so <laughs> that hymen gate, yeah, I was like, woo. Mm-hmm. But um, something else, so since we're talking about 
um, to also talk about relationships from a woman's perspective because yesterday the after party had an event, Black Men Don't Cheat, and we were talking about relationships and everything. And so I just wanted to kind of get from y'all perspective, like, because we already talked about, like, how everything is kind of more lean towards the men. So even in the relationship, how do you guys feel? Or trying to, when you guys started dating and mm-hmm. trying to figure it out, like, how was that for you? I'm still trying to figure it out. Same, girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> same. I don't think I got it yet. <laughs> like there was, like, a shift and people are just reversed. Like, mm-hmm. things like dating don't even exist the way it used to. Right. Okay, so like, let's start over. Yeah. What is dating for y'all? What does dating look like for you? Okay, for me, dating looks like courting. It looks like um, getting to know the person. Like Courting, like yeah. they got to come, I'm going to pick you up at 8. Like, really, know? like, taking the time to get to know you outside of, like, outside of just the house. Like, watching right. a movie and stuff. Netflix like, really, and chill. Yeah, Netflix, right. no Netflix. That's not dating. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Like, Again. I'm about to throw that out there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, let's start there. Netflix it's going to be ringing a lot. It's not a date. Okay? It's not a date. It's not a date. No, but yeah. it's really about getting, really getting to know the person's heart and soul, their mind, their character, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we lost that because, like, we don't even talk. Like, yesterday, me and her went to an event, and people are, like, weren't even dancing. Like, everyone was oh, on Oh, they that, don't at like, all. Like, they, they didn't even know how, like, the guys were tapas, but they didn't know how to, like, they don't talk. come and talk. Can I dance with yeah. you? Like, I don't know. Tapping like, me? Like, can I do I'm doing my thing with her, too. Like, I got to I'm thinking you're trying to feel how soft I am. I mean. Right. Like, can you not? Right. That's funny you said that, too, because I was talking to some musicians and they were basically saying that the past decade of music has been geared more towards the men Mm -hmm. and if you notice like the rhythm is real like low like it's not like you can't unless you listen to like Afrobeat you know stuff that's not in America basically then it's like okay now I can dance but our music is just like what am I supposed to do to this? Like, just lean. Like, I don't want to dance with you to, to do that. Down. Yeah. So it's like even the culture is not really mm-hmm. geared toward us having that connectivity. Yeah. But, yeah, what is dating for you? Um, for me, dating is, first of all, let me get to know you off screen. You know, like, I don't want to just right. be texting you all the time. I don't want, like, even FaceTime is cool or whatever. But if that's all we do, no, right. you know, especially if you live in like the next city and I haven't gone on a date with you or something. And yeah, it has to be like, you know, we're making plans and we stick to those plans and then we're getting to know each other, you know, and then we talk about like, are we exclusive or not? You know, because I feel like as grown ups, we should be having these things. We expect to be doing grown up things, but we're not talking like how are we going to get anything out there? You right. know, so for me, it's like talking and then with the purpose, you know, trying to get to know each other and having a future together right you know and then if it doesn't work then it doesn't work but let's talk about everything first like let's define everything where it's going first that screen time is real mm-hmm. also I, th- I think to being clear about what you want mm-hmm. there was a lot of confusion like you got someone that probably wants something long term someone who just trying to see where things going like that comes together and it just booms at the end because nobody is people are staying in things that with without clear intentions mm-hmm. i would say right so Okay, so to address what you said about screen time, I agree because I feel like, shoot, there's some people, see, I don't mind texting sometimes, but if I call you, don't text me back. Like, it's a reason why (laughs) I'd be irritated. Like, you really, you really going to text me back? No, I don't want to talk to you. Like, and so that already irritates me. So I agree. Like, especially when you get in to know somebody, at least call me on the phone. Like, because a lot of the bull crap would be avoided if there was more of those like at least over the phone FaceTime combos in the beginning if we haven't had the space to meet right. or to go on a date whatever you know 
call me on the phone because now I get to hear how you speak. Mm -hmm. So when you're texting me, I know what you're saying. I know you're not being sarcastic or an asshole or you are being sarcastic <laughs> and an asshole. You know, I get to discern it right away. Mm -hmm. And some of these guys, they telling themselves right away. You be like, oh, what you doing? I'm in bed. You want to come join me? Oh, I'm done. Goodness. You know what I mean? Like you can right. get that out the way yeah. right away. But they prolong it. And now they think, okay, well, I've been talking to you through text and stuff like that for a few weeks. So, you know, we know each other now. You know, when now when I see you, I'm expecting things. I got expectations because <laughs> oh I done feel like I got all that out the way. Right. And so I definitely agree. <laughs> like, it should be a limit on how long we communicate through mm -hmm. phone in that way before it's just like, look, we either got to meet within this week or it's done. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so I agree with that. And then as far as knowing what you want, I feel like it's well, I actually had this this talk. So mm. I went through a, a breakup recently mm. and I was speaking to one of my mentors and he was like, I want you to write down everything that you want from a relationship. And my friend, she solidified it too. And she was just like, maybe you, cause I always, every time I break up, I'd be like, I'm single for life. I don't need to be with nobody. You know, I meant to be single. But <laughs> oh, okay. And so she was like, well, if you do like, maybe there's different qualities that you need from different people. Mm -hmm. Not saying that I'm going to be hoeing around or anything, but just like, I like to travel. So maybe I need to have a travel buddy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like to read. Maybe yeah, I need to have a library buddy. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but just knowing what I want and writing that down and having intention so that when I meet somebody just because he fine, I don't have to just be like, oh, like this is, you know, it right there because mm -hmm. he look good. Yeah. So, And I want to say a lot of it, too. I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves. I feel like it's, I think it's mandatory for everyone to spend that time alone to know who they mm -hmm. are before they could even date. Because mm -hmm. we're trying to date. We have all these broken pieces from the last person. We're trying to dump that on the next. Yeah. And then it's just a cycle of toxic right. traits. You ain't even sweep up the mess from the last exactly. one. That part. And I think also we make everything so easy for everybody. Like, you know, I'm not saying every woman is guilty of this. But I feel like some women are guilty also of just letting a man know, yeah, you can have me whenever you want. Or I'll just be there whenever you want me to. Or, you know, so I feel like a lot of men take that mentality. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Brittany's willing to do this for me. So, you know, Jennifer must be willing to do this for me, too. So it's like we need to like she said, you know, have that clear intention from the very beginning. If what you want doesn't click with what I want, then yeah, it's not going to work out. But let's, let's actually define that, you know? Right. Yeah. It's communication is key. Like Ooh, sexy. we, we yeah. need to, it's sexy. Communication we got an episode called communication. Yeah. Is sexy. It is sexy. Yo, <laughs> when I, is. when I just know what you want and you're into, like, I always say that. Cause because I believe I'm going to be single for life. You know, I, uh, I just want somebody to be a friend. If you think you're going to have multiple women that you seeing and going on dates with, can, you could tell me because mm -hmm. I, I might not care. Thank that part. I, I might, might not, not care. care. Like I got, I got a 50, 11 things to do. I barely can sit right. down and take time out for myself. So sometimes it's like, well, shoot, I might not feel that bad if you had somebody else that you was going on dates with because I don't have the capacity to give you all that attention. Mm -hmm. But if you telling me, no, nah, baby, you the only one for me, and you know, I, I give you all my time, and then I have to find out that you perusing with everybody else after you telling me all that, that's going to make me more upset than anything else. Yeah. So it's just like that communication is sexy. You know, I'm going to put right. that on a shirt. Oh. You, know, you got to put that on something. <laughs> we, where was y'all last night? Yeah, we were too. <laughs> <laughs> some I know. Oh, getting pinched. Where was y'all at? A birthday. It was for somebody's birthday, but mm. we don't go out anymore, but we did for a oh, birthday. God, but I was like, 
yeah. feel like Hercules, those, those souls coming out the water. <laughs> What's that for me? The lady. Like, why you keep trying to take my yeah. energy? Like, <laughs> right. yeah, said, we had the sage and we got home. I saged yeah. both of us. I was like, that's the sage before. I know. You got a sage before you leave out. Protect your energy. Right. That's funny, though, because when I first, when I left here, I was barely 21 and I moved to New York and mm. so probably because I was so young when I left I didn't truly know what the dating scene was like in LA all I knew is I had like a list of like five things it was like three or five things that I felt like the dude needed to have you need to have a car you don't mm. need to have a baby um you need you know what I mean like I was like you need you to have some income right. yeah I had some, <laughs> because in LA like if you don't have a car come on where we you where are we about to go if you don't have a car, hop it on that seriously. blue line. Right. Taking a field trip now, on the bus. <laughs> now the transit is way as you know more, more yeah. feasible. Yeah. But back then it was like, like I gotta pick you up in. Oh, here go five for gas. What? Like, <laughs> so I was like, no, you need to have a car. And then I moved to New York, and it's like, dang, don't nobody have a car. So I had to like rework everything. Yeah. And I was like. Shoot, guys, don't buy drinks no more when you go out. Not saying oh, you have okay. to buy me a drink, but that opened up some of the communication right mm -hmm. there. Because it's like, oh, let me buy you a drink. You know, and now you guys have this, like, discourse. And then it's like, okay, well, let me dance with you. And now you have, like, the opening. I got there, none. I'm like, do they want us to chase them? Yeah. And it just seemed like the culture started switching to that. And it's like, I don't think necessarily that men have to chase women or women have to chase men i mean if you look at the animal kingdom though it's usually the man peacocking and all that For stuff real. to get the attention from the women but at the same time okay if we did make it equal then it's like i'm not about to like they just be standing there like they just want you to come up to them and i'm like come this, on like oh right the goodness. pigeon yes, like right. <laughs> or like just the dm thing i was i remember i was on some i was on a radio show radio show talking and then the guy was like why would i try with women when i got like 50 of my dms right now already throwing it at me like mm -hmm. why would i take initiative and do all that i mean someone said that and i was like yeah. like I, again it goes back to we're making it too easy or some women are making it too easy for them but so it's like yeah why would i buy her drinks when she can just come up to me okay. and just talk to me you know and just i think i just solved the problem Instagram got everybody feeling like they're a celebrity. Yes, everybody. That's what it is. is because I'm like, that's always been a thing. Yeah. There's always been some girl or some guy just throwing it at people. Mm -hmm. Like, you always got them little hot girls that's just like, oh, take it. Right. Tupac had a song about it. Like, we know it's true, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you can't. And, and then it's like, then I'm looking at you. Like, so because she's throwing it at you in the DM, then you don't feel like that's what you want? Please. I don't want you if that's what you want, mm -hmm. you know? So thank you. Let, yeah, let me know how many girls you got in your DM so I can stay clear. Yes. I'm fine because I don't do that. And that's why Instagram finna delete them lives. You ain't finna see that no more. I know they mm -hmm. All the validation we're seeking. Right. Yeah. That validate. Yeah, mental health is going to have a surge there. <laughs> I do mental surge. health, everybody, if you guys need to, you know, book some services. <laughs> right. It's going to go up because people going to be like, I don't know what to do. Well, don't nobody no like me. Right. She don't like my picture. I can't well, even well, tell. She like my picture no more. I like, can't even tell. Are the comments going to be gone? They need to get rid of all. Of, well, it, it might as well just not be nothing, no, no, nothing. if they get rid of the comments. Huh? It's over. I mean, People I mean, don't barely force people anyway. to talk. Right. Might, Put your uh -huh. phone down. Oh my god. Stop being a zombie. Okay. Zombie. There we go. Yes. So I want to get into the love period segment. Speaking of all this women empowerment stuff, love so we're gonna make a switch. Okay. Niggas always think shit is about them. Love period. I hate that people. Don't respect personal space. Personal space. Like, it's mainly niggas. Let me just be real. Niggas is the most frustrating shit when you be on when your period. Everything period. about them be frustrating. A little shit can bother you too. 
go outside and mosquito bite me, then mosquitoes gonna be fucking with me too. Like, I'm not gonna fuck with nobody that day. Okay, so for people who don't know, the love period segment is about just giving women a platform to talk about our bodies and our periods and and depending on what stage of your life is, you know, you might be going through menopause or you may have just been pregnant or you are pregnant or anything like that. But just basically giving women the platform to speak about that because a lot of us don't get to speak about it and we usually just stumble into (laughs) stumble into womanhood or whatever (laughs) you want to call it so um what i usually like to ask when i have guests for the love period is how did you find out about your period before you had it like or was it until you had it you want to go for she looked at (laughs) she was like i mean because i know she's ready to talk like um you know my mom's always been in my life but we never my mom's always been in my life but like we never had like open conversations about anything like sex or like or like you know like your period or anything so i didn't really i knew about it like from school like you know they showed you those education mm-hmm. and stuff. when i got mine i was in middle school it just kind of happened but i didn't know the meaning of it i just was like oh you were know. you scared yeah well i was just like oh like i knew what it was but i didn't know what it was okay like, i didn't know like what like, like why is this, yeah. this happening? Okay. And then when my when I got I remember I got my first cramps and I was like why you know I thought I just had a bad stomach ache but I didn't I had to kind of just figure it out and then through my friends. So she didn't even help you afterwards, really? No, she just got me pads and like oh it's the word we just never really talked mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? And then I just kind of figured it out, you know. But it just I find it crazy how like uh, I want to say too like the period is such a negative thing. Like, if you are moody, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're on your period. It's like a, such a mm-hmm. slaughter thing when it's right. something natural and it's a part of us and a part of, you know, why we're able to even have children. Right. You know? So, it was always, I just kind of figured it out, like, through friends, I would say. Right. Like, she told me about it, but not like, I just like I have kids. That's really what I knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's like, she basically was like, when you start your period, then you finally yeah, can I just called kid. her like mom. And that's kind of scary, too. Mm-hmm. Especially if you having it in middle school. you like, I'm going to get pregnant. You know, like, right. you never know how some girls yeah. react to that. Like, mom, I'm pregnant now, you know. I started bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, oh like, traumatizing, too. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, well, I got mine when I was really young. I was, like, 11, okay. actually, when I got it. Um, so, my mom had kind of talked to me, not necessarily about my period, but she's like, you know, when you get older, like, your body's going to start going through some changes. And in fifth grade is when they started actually teaching like us in elementary school um and i remember i had to give her the permission slip she's like you know what yeah i'd rather like to watch the video uh, she signed it she's like i'd rather you learn from school anyway she's like they'll probably give you more facts than i'll be able to she's like once you get it obviously though like you know i'll talk to you and she's like but i prefer you get all your facts from them ask your teachers all the questions i think she was just uncomfortable with having that talk with me at such a young age mm-hmm. but then once it actually came she's like oh my gosh like my daughter she's only 11 but you know she got her period um, I remember when I got it though like I went to her I was like mom like like I'm bleeding and she started crying she's like oh my gosh like you're gonna be a woman you know and she gave me my pad and I was like how do you do this and she started crying even more she's like my daughter doesn't even know how to use a pad like right. <laughs> you know um, but we had a talk afterwards and she's like you know I just want you to know that this is normal it's gonna be happening every month from now on um, she's like some are gonna be heavier than others and you know it may not look like a normal period at first because you know you're still getting into it with your body and everything she's like you're gonna have your really bad days during your entire cycle and then for me yeah I learned that like my second days are the worst and stuff um but yeah like my mom was there but she preferred to let the school do it first and then her chime in 
the missing pieces for it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys have very similar stories to other people I've heard from, too. It's like, I, and I've talked to different generations of women, and I think the consensus has kind of been they still would have preferred their mom had been able yeah. to do that, you know, because it's like a lot of the times, shoot, I had one girl who her mom kind of made her feel like it was going to be a bad thing, like when she started. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of traumatizing, too. Mm -hmm. I know somebody else that when she started, she was she started packing her stuff, was given, you know, here, you could take this and you can have this because she thought she was dying. Oh so it's just God. like there's no real education around it in mm -hmm. the households. And I agree. It's like it's a we're made to feel like it's bad. Yeah. And like they even have, I remember there was this commercial, this is years ago where the girl had the little tampon and she was hiding it in different places. Like she was pulling it out her hair when she was going to the bathroom or like, you know, swiftly out the pocket as if we're supposed to hide it. I'll put that thing on the table. Really though. <laughs> About to start my period. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, y'all not going to make me feel ashamed mm -hmm. of something that I can't control. It's not true. You think we want to go through this all the time anyways? <laughs> like I'll be ruining a whole bunch of pretty underwear because yeah. my, see, I don't get mine every month. So when it was, it took me a minute to rem like, I guess remember, yeah, what my symptoms even felt like. Mm -hmm. Because one time when I was about to start my period, my, so I have lower back cramps. Mm -hmm. I don't really have them in my stomach. So it was, I was driving home from the Bay Area one time. We was almost home, and then my back just started hurting out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Like, I just had, I thought I was, you know, constipated or something. Yeah. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I get there, and, and I'm on my period. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I get my period, like, every three months. So mm -hmm. I straight forgot, like, that. Yeah. that's what it felt like. So even for me, it's like almost every month that I start my period, it's kind of like, well, I'm going to get this time. Like, yeah. it's, it's a, a shock. And just knowing that naturally we're not even supposed to bleed for five days. Right. You know, and just if we had more education, maybe our diets would be better. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we would we would have that free time to talk about it and use different products and not just go to the tampon right. or pad alternatives and stuff like that. And so it's just like, we got to do better. Absolutely. So for everybody that's listening, you know, if you have siblings or shoot, even go talk to your mom, your auntie, your grandma, because sometimes they still never got that space to talk about mm -hmm. it. Because our grandmas, I don't know if you guys, uh, your grandmas had similar experiences, but my grandma, when she was getting pregnant and stuff back in the day, they couldn't even say pregnant. They had to say, you know, with child or carrying, you know, that, yeah. yeah. So even the language around pregnancy, mm -hmm. which is also something natural, you know, man be wanting a little boys and yes. daughters and stuff. So it's like you want kids, but then the kids language around it is already yeah. really weird. So, so I want to say too, with a period, with a period, it also like um, brought my mom thinking like I was like having sex, like she automatically assumed it. You know, and it, and I feel like it opened a new door in that, you mm, know, versus now the sex talk is yeah, being, brought yeah, up. Mm -hmm. being brought up, but not in a way of like, here's, let me teach you about sex. It was just like, you know, are Very you like, if I had a headache, are you pregnant? And it's like, yeah. what? Like, I'm just, you know, but I had to, I don't know. I just had to learn how to just get past that. that makes right. Sense. Yeah, and I, I wonder why she thought that. And sometimes it also bleeds into how did your mom learn about it? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how did your mom learn about it? Yeah. You know, and sometimes they don't get it. So it's like, well, if I didn't receive it, how am I supposed to give it? Mm -hmm. That's well, and speaking of the sex talk, I just love sharing this story. <laughs> no, go ahead, girl. Share it all. I'm going to tell y'all my sex talk. <laughs> so just like you, I took the health class. And um, my mom, my mom is a teacher. So I don't know why she played me like this. My mom and my stepdad, they sat me down one day and it was like, we want to have this sex talk with you. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. I think I already had the health class. So I already had got like the scientific, you know, background on it. Yeah. So my mom was like, okay. 
So to make a baby, there's an X chromosome, mm-hmm. and then there's another chromosome. And I was like, she is not about to give me the science sex talk. And that was it. That's how they explained it. You know, they come together, and then they st- And I was like, y'all whack. Like, I wow. never officially got a sex talk. Yes. That was it. That was it for me. It wasn't no man put this there, and, right. you know, they look like that. And, mm-mm, never got it. But in, in middle school, there was girls I had friends and classmates that would be like oh and he was this big and da 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 and we in sixth and seventh grade and mm. i'm looking like you put a ruler ne-. like they'd be like yeah we got a ruler i made him put a ruler next to it and i'm like a ruler uh, so now i went home i went home <laughs> and i got a ruler because they was like oh he was like seven inches on the ruler so i went home and i was like hold on what the fuck is it <laughs> like, <laughs> it went like a ruler seven <laughs> inches like and then they did what with it you know and then talking yeah. about flavor condoms and stuff i'm like a flavor why wow. would you want didn't know ne- like i didn't I didn't have sex until I was 18, you know, mm-hmm. so I was grown. So I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable to have that. What do you say yeah. for spaces for that? For, right. Yeah, it like you said, it, it ends up being a natural thing. Like my mom personally grew up in a very Catholic household in El Salvador. So it's like for them, sex, periods, everything was prohibited in the household, mm. you know. So then her coming here, that's why she preferred I learned from school and stuff. But then it's like I can't ask my teacher certain questions, right. you know. So then I go to my friends and then some of my friends were having sex but then some weren't so it's like you know and then yeah they would talk about stuff like that but I'm like I'm not I don't I don't know you right. know I don't know what to talk about I don't know what to ask I just know I want to know you know for when that time comes so then in high school I feel like I had a lot of friends who were not having sex but then I started having sex and then I couldn't talk to them I definitely couldn't talk to my mom about it so when I lost my virginity it was just like damn who do I talk to right. you know what I wasn't now? telling anybody about it it was just me and the guy I was with at the time and they don't know nothing exactly <laughs> and some of them they handle it way worse <laughs> shoot the person I feel like, and that's another thing like this is why you know men talk to your daughters women talk to your daughters and and your sons um because when you do lose it if it's not with somebody that you know you you love and you're already in a relationship you go and ask them okay well i bled what what happened right and they like i don't don't know (laughs) yeah right and they get uncomfortable and then it's just this weird interaction so it definitely yeah Mm -hmm. i praise y'all for y'all sister circles i love sister (laughs) circles before Mm -hmm. i move back from New York, mm-hmm. I actually went to a sister circle, and I got out of a bad relationship. It was like a culmination of, like, two bad relationships, one back-to-back, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to the sister circle, and we all, it was weird. Maybe because it's New York winter, so, like, you know, snow outside, everybody going through some stuff. Oh, man. And we all was just like, oh, and then, you know. But to see, I don't actively talk to everybody from the sister circle, but we follow each other on Instagram. And the progress and the flourishing that happened after that was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely needed. So continue mm-hmm. doing that. It's called, um, what? Speak up on yourself. For your, speak, speak up on yourself. Speak up on yourself. Speak up on yourself. We'll definitely send you an invite. Yes. Yeah. Send me one. I want yeah. you to speak at it, too. I'm yeah. going to speak up. Yes. <laughs> speak up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So thank you guys for coming. We, we're going to start wrapping it up. Us. So I want to... If y'all have any closing words, like, for women, men, like, um, please share. Um, I just want to say self-love is essential. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. We get caught up in our titles and just being busy at work and school, whatever we're pursuing. And don't give up and just stay consistent. And 
um, never forget who you are and stay true to yourself. That's, that's something right. I do want to close with. Yeah, yes. that's for both the women and the men. I feel like with men, you know, they tend to forget to actually take care of themselves as well. And it's very important to actually spend time with yourself. You know, we emphasize that for women a lot, but I feel like men make up a lot of the relationships as well. So, you know, you need to know yourself outside of everything, outside of, like you said, the role, the life roles, job titles, everything, money status, all that. Because if you don't know who you are, it's so easy to get lost in this world. Mm -hmm. Like once you lose that job, once you, you know, lose a relationship or something, who are you? Right. You know, and as a man, it's important to know that too. As a woman, definitely important. Right. And man, don't wait till you get in a relationship. Well, okay. I don't want to word it like that. Don't stop taking care of yourself when you get in a relationship. Like, your girl is not your mama. Mm -hmm. Okay? Say that again. So do not, your girl, right? <laughs> really, <laughs> though. Your girl really is not your mama. So it's like, we still, you know, You're if we met either. you and you was getting <laughs> groomed and you was working out and you was really loving on yourself and then we get with you and now you sitting around waiting for us to cook, clean, while, you know, oh take care of you November. and stuff. Like, oh, right. No, well, no, that's kind of sexy. Oh, I kinda no, no, but yeah, just don't wait for a woman to take care of you. You know, it's mm -hmm. really attractive to see a man that know how to cook clean, yes. pay all his bills. I'm saying, you know, that's yeah. that's hot. Like that's that. Mm, mm -hmm. That's wait. You know, because I got the travel buddy. I got the so that's one of them. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the working guy. Got a whole <laughs> that's the businessman. But um, so yeah. So do y'all shout out to your handles where people can find you, listen to your podcast and everything. So our Instagram is at speakupjv. Our per my personal page is at vernisa. That's v e r n i s a. And you can also our website is speakupjv.podbean.com. And we're on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. And yeah. And yeah, and then you can find all of our links on our Speak Up JV Instagram. My personal Instagram is Jen with the flowers. It's exactly what it sounds like. All the letters and everything. <laughs> yes. And um, they will be doing a speak on your speak up on yourself workshop really soon. Yes, so we'll definitely too. make sure to share and promote that. And so for everybody that wants to continue rocking with perky perspectives, I'm on oh, let me see. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube as well, Spotify, Zoom, Pandora. So please like, comment, subscribe, all of those beautiful things. And um, continue to uh, follow the After Party radio show as well. That's the After Party. We can call, please call in next time. We really enjoy talking. That's 213-270-1969. And you can follow the Instagram page, the Twitter, and the Facebook. And just continue sending us music. Like, I, I didn't have any local artists to play this time. So instead, we're going to end it out with NDRE, you know, video. I'm not the average girl from your video. So continue to love yourself and uplift yourself. And thank you guys for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank we appreciate you. it. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Every freckle on my face is where it's supposed to be And I know I created it and make no mistakes on 